0: Hello my soul-seeking friends, it's Shanna. Thank you so much for listening to Sense of Soul Podcast, enlightening conversations with like-minded souls from around the world, sharing their journey of finding their light within, turning pain into purpose, and awakening to their true sense of soul. If you like what you hear, show me some love and rate, like, and subscribe. And consider becoming a Sense of Soul Patreon member, where you will get ad free episodes, monthly circles, and much more. Now go grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Hey guys, just wanted to say thank you to my amazing listeners who have recently suggested amazing guests that I've had on recently. I just love that you guys want to hear me connect with other people who you guys listen to and you share with me wisdom that you get from other podcasters and other light workers out there. I love it. And so really, anyone have recommendations? I would love to hear them because connecting with other like-minded people is exactly what I love to do, which is why I do this. And in today's episode, I have an amazing soul, Carmen Turner Scott. She is an author and astrologer who has been practicing psychology, astrology, healing, and the 8th and 12th astrological houses for the past 30 years. And is a licensed clinical social worker, a writer, and a teacher. Carmen has published nine books on astrology. And she's joining us today to tell us about her recent book, Phoenixes and Angels, Mastering the Eighth and Twelfth Astrological Houses, where Carmen gives practical advice and tips on how to implement self-care strategies to overcome challenges and help the reader gain greater self-awareness. And I have very little knowledge of what all of this means, and so I can't wait for Carmen to fill me in and all of you
1: nice to meet you how are you (laughs) I am great thanks for
0: having me on yeah Yeah. well thank you so much for joining me I can't wait to talk to you and and hear more about your journey and how you came to write this book yeah yeah I'm excited tell us a little bit about yourself a little bit about your background well I started studying astrology when I
1: was 16 Uh, After a a glowing ball of light was in my doorway, I had a strange experience that I couldn't explain, and luckily, my mother saw it too, and so that was really the first time that I had a witness to my mystical or unexplained experiences, let's just say. I've always been kind of different since I was little. So when I was 16, after that, I started really um, getting obsessed with angels and all of these different topics and reading everything I could do. And my first book I got on astrology just really explained my personality. And I thought there's something to this. You know, I really want to learn more about this. So I started teaching myself in high school. And then when I was in college, I was 19. I started doing consultations for for fun, right? Just with friends, family and college students in the St. Louis area and practicing my counseling skills because I was going to be a counselor, social worker. That was my uh, major. And I wanted to see, you know, how this tool could be used. And so I just realized how accurate it was and how deep and that it was energy and that I could really help people in such a deep way very quickly. Like within just one session, they were, you know, they were in tears or they really were opening up and and they're like, this is, this is really amazing. How did you know this? Well, because it's, it's the map of your soul. The birth chart is the map of your soul. And astrology is so much more than just your sun sign. You know, a lot of people know their basic sun sign and their moon sign is even more important because that's your emotional nature. And so knowing the whole chart is so important. And so I began researching really why people have spiritual abilities, you know, like I would dream things that would happen. I would have these intuitions and no one in my life could explain it to me. So astrology is what made sense for me and validated because I found out I had planets in the eighth and 12th astrological houses. And so I began my research and I was writing articles, you know, about having the moon in the eighth house, having the sun in the 12th house, just different things I had experienced myself. And then people from all over the world would email me, you know, this is back before we really had, you know, social media or anything. Uh, they would email me and, and say the article helped them. And I started collecting stories and I thought, you know, I want to write about this. So um, I still published some books, you know, first years ago about the eighth house and uh, I've always been fascinated Started some Facebook groups about the 12th house and eighth house specifically when Facebook was new and people from all over the world are in there and and we support each other. They post their chart. They ask for help. And and that's kind of how my research started. And then seeing it in my normal job, working uh, with trauma, uh, people that have struggled from PTSD, children, adults, uh, private practice, you know, I've done a lot of different things and I saw these patterns. Of experience, and so my passion is the eighth and 12th houses, and so that's kind of why I wrote uh, Phoenixes and Angels. Uh, but there's a whole story behind that.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so amazing! You know, you said something when your mom happened to see the same, you know, phenomenon that you did, and oh, it's, it feels so good when someone else is yes. witness. You know, <laughs> yeah. I told you there was something here, it's like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Validating, you know, when someone else can experience something with you or or has experienced something as you have. And I have four kids and when they start having their own experiences is like when I'm most excited, I'm almost more excited about their experiences
1: (laughs) than mine. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, if they are sensitive to energy, if they dream things, if they sleepwalk, if they're very just sensitive people and intuitive, they probably have planets in the eighth or twelfth house in the birth chart, or a lot of Scorpio or Pisces energy. And right. uh, uh,
0: I have a kid in every season. So nice. yeah, so I def- I have a Pisces. She was born on two twenty two. Oh, nice. So and she is extremely, extremely yes. you know psychic, and well, she doesn't. She wouldn't call herself that, but she does know that she's, you know, phenomenons are happening all the time. And she's very intuitive. She's a manifester. She can manage, she's got to be careful. She even knows this, you know, she's 24 now. So she knows that she has to be careful about the things that she thinks because they happen, good or bad.
1: (laughs) Well, she's an angel. She's a 12th house angel that I talk about in my book because. The Pi- Pisces rules the 12th house in astrology. Okay. So it's all of that mystical, spiritual energy of Neptune, you know, that rules. That's the ruler of the sign Pisces. So everything Pisces is 12th
0: house. So dream, sleep,
1: oh, intuition, She, she has
0: stories all the time about her dream. Yeah. And I do too, which is interesting because I'm a Taurus. I have to see your chart because you might have something
1: in the eighth or 12th house, which another lady that I go on her show quite a bit, she's a Taurus. And after talking to her, I'm like, you've got to have eighth house or 12th house. And when I did her chart, she did. She had a Scorpio moon and an eighth house Taurus sun. So you're, it depends on what house everything's in.
0: Yeah. Well, it's interesting though, because I feel like even though I am a Taurus, you know, being grounded is actually my most challenge.
1: Well, so you might have a stellium somewhere, uh, which means you have one or more, three or more planets in a certain, uh, sign or energy or house yeah, and Taurus,
0: too, is what I think is, which is really weird. Well, what happens <laughs> is what,
1: what I call it the house effect. So we'll have to see what house the Taurus stellium's in because it can completely change someone. I just, I just talked to somebody a couple of weeks ago on their show and they had Taurus stellium all in the fourth house of, of cancer. So they had a ton of Taurus, but they were more watery, like more emotional, sensitive, like a cancer, because the fourth house, the house takes over sometimes the energy, see
0: all the energy. So-, so funny. I have a cancer, so I, I'm very familiar with the cancer. My son, yeah. my oldest son is a cancer and I have a Libra. Uh-huh. And then my, my last one um, is a Taurus as well. And oh,
1: nice.
0: yeah, and so she definitely brought some, some balance into the House, yes. you know, because yeah, you know, her dad and I are Taurus too. It's so weird. Oh, both. Are yes. Oh. So, so, and she's my love child. So my first three yes. children are are not from the same father. But then I've known my partner since second grade. He's oh, was god. my first kiss. It was just like, oh my god, that's a, tourist a magnetic. magnetic <laughs> you know, and yes. so we get together and we have a Taurus. Oh, you that's know, so funny.
1: Like, wow, that's amazing. It, it's it's interesting with Taurus because they're the one sign that is very nostalgic. They're very connected to the past and have a hard time letting go of, of loved ones and childhood love and friends in their neighborhood. And so that's a Taurus thing. And yes. I've got to that, – that is you. And, oh, and they typically – marry someone that they knew when they were younger or knew through high school. And they, they never really let go of those, those bonds.
0: I can still remember what it felt like to write on his handlebars as a kid.
1: You remember all that stuff vivid. I'm the, I'm the same way. I'm not a Taurus son. I'm a Virgo, but I married a Virgo and I have a Virgo child. My daughter, we're all Virgo born within two days. My husband and I are born the same day, but he's five years older. And then my daughter missed it by one hour. She was born the 25th, we're the 26th of August. Oh, yeah. wow. And my South Node is Taurus. And I draw people that are Taurus and Scorpio because those are my notes. I'm a South Node Taurus. So in my soul, I've been a Taurus girl. So I, I'm a Taurus <laughs> through and through, really. I mean, and uh, letting go of the past is the biggest challenge for me and, and letting change happen and being reborn and letting things end. It's hard because Tauruses like to hold on to things. You know, I used to have scrapbooks with, Every movie ticket stub and letter that these boys gave me in high school.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm <right>. that
1: person. <laughs> me too. That's Taurus. That's Taurus. That's a, I love Taurus. I did not know that. Yeah, my daughter has a Taurus rising, my best friend has a Taurus moon. I have several Tauruses in my life and I I I click with them. You know, and it's that earth energy, you know. And I'm a Virgo as well, so Virgo and Taurus always get along, but
0: Okay. But, I have to say this. I've always been connected to the moon. I mean, I, I have spent yeah. many nights. She is my friend. She knows so many of my secrets. She yes. has kept company in the darkest of nights. Yes. But lately I've been very connected to the sun.
1: Ah, oh, which
0: instead is of the not usually me. Yeah. yeah. I've usually been a moon child, but now lately huh? I can read the energy of the sun before I even know what's going on with it. And I've been very connected to it. So I will wake up and think something's up with the sun. I'll look, it is. I'll go outside, oh. I'll feel this sun rays. And I'm like, something's going on with the sun. And every wow. single time I'm right. I'm so into Yes, I've That's never been in
1: with the sun. Wow. Well, you know, the sun, yeah. there's a lot of stuff going on with the sun right now. Yeah. Uh, lots of solar flares, different changes of the sun, you know. It's interesting. Yeah. I, I, I'm typically influenced by um, the full moons. You know, the full moons really affect me, me a lot. Too. Yeah, emotionally. And I mean, they, the full moon, it just heightens everyone's emotions.
0: I get like a wolf. Like, I get this energy and I always know yeah. there's a full moon. Yeah. But I get the opposite around a new moon. I mean, I'm yeah. dragging ass. I'm like, yeah, oh, and yeah. I'll go, it's a new moon, isn't it? It is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can mm-hmm. always of course we are affected. The, the oceans yeah. are affected, right? Exactly. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Why would we not think we would be even affected by the sun? Of course. And it, it has to do you know, all these solar flares. Yes. Like was, this morning, my phone was acting up and I know that, you know, there are solar flares because there's been so much activity going on with the sun and I am so affected. Yes.
1: yes. yes. Like every time
0: I go outside, I'm like, huh, what is this? Yeah. It's it. There's a
1: lot. It's energy. And exactly, our body is made up of all energy and water. Of course, right. the the tide. The moon affects the tides of the ocean. The moon, everything. I, I saw a funny video on YouTube. I'm like, yeah, this is so true. It was like, you believe in astrology, whether you think you do or not. And it was all about science and the the astrological things that go on every day that mm, affect us. That that does that is part of science. I mean, astrology is a science and that's kind of what my passion is, is to, to show that it's a real tool and to teach it on a basic level so everybody can understand it. But I tell you that. Mm, the, thank the, you the, for that. Big, it's yeah, it is. I, I like to explain it as basic as I can. You know, we, the thing is, you know, during the full moon too, you know, there's research that police officers uh, get more calls that time of the, yes. that month than any other time because there's more domestic disturbances. There's more accidents. There's more people that end up in the emergency room, and in fights. You know, yeah, when I work, in, uh, go, going into labor
0: is a common one. Yes,
1: yes, it's, it's,
0: so it's it affects our body. It it affects oh. our mind, our soul, our emotions. So we know that about the moon, and we and that is a very yeah. common thing to know, but not the sun.
1: Yeah. There's a lot going on. I had a, it's, it's weird. I had a dream years ago. It's been a long time ago. And I, I, in the dream, I looked up at the sky and there were two suns in the sky.
0: I've seen that. It's interesting. Yeah. What is that about? I have a picture where they're both in the same screen. Yeah. Well,
1: that's supposed to be the new earth. You know, the how the earth is changing Edgar Casey, you know, uh, Dolores can a lot of people talk about this, that we're in this period of where the earth is changing the spiritual, you know, awakening, whatever we want to call it. Um, yeah. But I mean, global warming. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, it's hotter than it's been. We have the hottest days ever. There is something going on with the sun. It, it's hot. And I, I mean, we don't even have really fall anymore. It's just it kind of yeah, goes summer, summer right into winter. I mean, I miss I love fall. That's my favorite season. But it's like you barely get a fall anymore in the Midwest. You know, we usually have a nice fall, but it's like, nope. it's like 100 degrees, 90. And then we go into winter. It's like you barely get get. a fall. So there's something going on with with the earth. I do believe that Uh, the sun and all of these energies, because the sun is the center of the universe. You know, without the sun, we can't live. Mm -hmm. There's no life. That's the sun sign in our birth chart is where we shine, where we show our main identity, our main uh, passion, personality is is our sun sign. When you're born, you need to know your date, time, place of birth, time of birth. All of that's important because it'll change your whole personality chart. So if you imagine it looking up at, at the sky when you're born, all the planets were in a certain star constellation, which are one of the 12 zodiac signs. And they're in a certain area of the sky, which we break it into what's called houses. And so the planets are in a certain star constellation. They're in a certain sign house, right? And we take a picture of the sky and put it on a piece of paper. And it's a wheel with all these symbols. That's your unique birth chart that is based on your date, your month, day, year, your exact time, a.m. or p.m. and place. We take a picture of the sky, boom. That's what the wheel is. It's the sky when you're born. Mm-hmm. I love the way you just
0: explained that. So simple. Thank you. That's you what I'm trying to do, trying yeah. to make it basic. You know, you said 16 years old looking through that. I think I looked at it for the first time, like 45, and I was like, my eyes crossed, my head blew up. I think, and I was like, this isn't for me. I'll just let somebody else tell me. Yeah. But I do think it's important for you to understand your own blueprints of, you know, yeah. how you are part of the stars. Hey, listeners, did you know that Sense of Soul has a Network of Lightworkers affiliates program? Now you get to work with one of our inspiring guests, and I'd like to introduce you to one of our affiliates Medicine Woman Carrie Hummingbird. Carrie has put together an exclusive package for Sense of Soul listeners. You can take Carrie's mini course, Sacred Living with the Four Directions, and also get a 30 minute shamanic healing full cleanse of heavy energy and fill up your tank with high vibrational light. An amazing opportunity at a great price. You definitely want to take advantage of her amazing offer. You can go to www.senseofsoulpodcast.com and look under the network of lightworkers, or you can find this link directly to Carrie's amazing offer. In the show notes. Now back to our amazing guest. Well, the, the
1: thing about being a Taurus, if you have a lot of Taurus too, is that your, op, your polar opposite sign is Scorpio. And Scorpio is the Phoenix that I talk about in, in my book, Phoenix's Angels, because Scorpio rules the eighth house in our chart, which is the house of rebirth, death, resurrection, healing, transformation, resiliency, deep mystical experiences sexuality intimacy you know all these things so every taurus is going to be a little bit like a scorpio so it's like a continuum a b c so you can be like i know some tauruses that are textbook taurus right they're logical practical they don't believe in this stuff right they're just very more uh what you know like to work hard have comfort have money you know have nice things then you have tauruses in the middle right that have the spiritual side, they have that Scorpio uh, energy is more balanced in them. And then you have some Tauruses that are very much like a Scorpio. And and so every sign has a polar opposite that is in the sky at all times. And that polar opposite, you think when you hear polar, it means different. It actually means you're compatible. We're, We're very much like our polar opposite sign. We have similar traits, personality, and we have similar health conditions. So Taurus and Scorpio share similar health vulnerabilities, just like I'm a Virgo and my opposites Pisces. So I have a lot of, I feel like I'm like a Pisces sometimes. Like I have a lot of Virgo in my chart, but I'm more, I mean, I am definitely a Virgo. I mean, I know I'm, I analyze things. I'm a worrier and all that. And I, and I like to be, you know, organized. I like to write, talk, all that stuff, but I got a lot of Pisces because I Believe in these things. I love to sleep. I'm, you know, intuitive. Yeah. So I think you ha- probably resonate more with your Scorpio energy, is what I'm thinking.
0: Oh, wow, than this... the Taurus, than the Taurus. That's just what I'm feeling from you. But you know, I this is another thing I've always struggled with sexual energy. However, mm-hmm. lately, I've been in a study of it. Yes, yes. So everything that's happening right now is very uh, sudden. <laughs> for me. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to I
1: have to look and see what what's going on in your your transit chart and your birth chart, because what I need to see where your nodes are, your north node is your soul mission. And, and that makes sense. Because as we get older, we start moving towards our north node energy and having to embrace that. So I need to see what sign it's in and what house it's in for you, because that could also be that shows these karmic triggers of learning and lessons that we have can be seen in your chart and okay. in your transit chart. Yeah. And how everything going on in the sky right now affects yeah. your birth chart. And, and I analyze that. And, and it sounds like, you know, well, you know, for instance, everybody has a Saturn return that mm. happens at age, you know, 27 to 30. It's yeah. a time of change. You so get amazing. married, you get divorced, you have babies. Everyone on earth has a Saturn return. And if they believe in astrology or not, they go through a hard time. Of a lot of change. It, and it's just, it's a science, it's energy. I did. I got divorced. Yeah. 30. I got- all of it, all of it is meant to happen. I had my daughter the, uh, the day before I turned 30. So I was in my Saturn return. My husband's five years older. So when he married me, he was in his Saturn return. I was 23. Wow. He was five years older. He's 28. And so all of these oh, things are meant to happen when they do. But that Saturn mm-hmm. return, is like a birth into adulthood. And that's the first time we even know our full chart. We're not even in our chart yet. Wow. We're not even, we're living in the past of our past lives in our self node higher to that. And then we start getting forced. Let me say forced, the universe wow. creates change to get us on the right path, which is our North node, which is a little horseshoe. It's a horseshoe looking thing with the top up, with two yeah, little right, 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 and yeah. it's like headphones. And so um, I have, it's coming. So you start pulling towards it. Now, the problem is as human beings, we don't like change. We like comfort and stability. So we resist the pull to the North node. So life challenges and things happen and the universe might have to knock us down and blindside us sometimes to get us on the path to the North node. So if I can catch people when they're young, you know, especially if they have North node in the eighth or 12th house or South node in, in the eighth or 12th house, the Phoenix is an angel's house. It's important because they're here to help people and, and do spiritual work, but they, they have to accept their abilities and, and their gifts. And, and a lot of them, you know, are you know, okay, resisting.
0: So, um, I'm trying to pull it up, but it's okay. Wait, here we are. I have, do you see hair.
1: what, 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 how do you have the wheel? What house, the sign, the sign. The North nodes in, in the house?
0: North node is in Scorpio. Ah,
1: same as me. <laughs> wow. so you're a, So listen. You called li- that though. That I, I, I knew you. Scorpio. This is why everything you just said that you're. You knew the it. Unco- the uncomfortableness with sexuality. And there's a, there's a wound that a lot of people with Scorpio Taurus nodes have. And eighth house people, which is I talk about in my book. It's all about. Um, healing trauma, healing sexual uh, issues, because intimacy, 8th house people, Scorpio people, we have to have a deep connection with someone. And we typically do that through intimacy, but, but we either have all or nothing. We wow. either have no intimacy at all. And like, we're afraid of sexuality or, and as we get older, we start knowing that we have to heal that wound that we have. So we have to heal the wound of sexuality. This is the North Node Scorpio mission. And if someone hurt us when we were younger, if someone betrayed us, even if it's old partners, we have that wound that comes up all the time and we'll think we've healed it and then something will trigger it. So it's part of our our journey to heal and transform and become healers for other people. That makes sense. So you're meant to be, you and I have the same sign. Isn't that funny? Soul mission. And look, we're in, look what we're doing. Because we're meant to do spiritual work.
0: You, you are so right on. So you've been doing this for so long that you, you're listening, just like you said, and you were seeing in work. You were seeing patterns. Yes. And yes. you were like, man, this is accurate. And and
1: what I did, and there was a time in my life where I was so stuck in the south mm-hmm. node Taurus energy of resisting change because yeah. that's what happens, and and the universe sometimes it takes things away from you. Sometimes it tests you right to get you in your North node. And so, okay, here it is. So you're, you're going to laugh. Listen, Mm -hmm. you're an eighth house you're, you're a Phoenix. You're a Phoenix. Yes. Because you have the sun, Venus, Jupiter, and Chiron all in the eighth astrological house. And it looks like your Mercury might be, it's on the cusp of the eighth and ninth. I need to, I need to do a chart myself with my own program, but you are an eighth houser. So you, not only are you a Taurus, but you're a Taurus in the eighth house. So the, 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 houses matter more than the sign.
0: Okay. So wow.
1: I'm an eighth house person as well. I have a lot of planets in the eighth and that's my research. So people like us, we, we, we're wounded healers We we go yeah. through a lot of these intense rebirths and changes of our identity, yes. our emotions, are we're drawn to mystical spiritual things we go through heartache and through that we heal and help others so it's the house of psychology it's the house of detective work you know, <laughs> that's <out> me <laughs> secrets right like yeah I've always been drawn to the FBI you know and oh, true crime <laughs> that's, that's eighth house right because it's all about oh. Scorpio because Scorpio rules the eighth house so then your north node is Scorpio and well, my ascending is Virgo See, I'm a Virgo rising. I know, And so we relate to life in a lot of the same ways. And we both have Gemini and I on the 10th house cusp, which is career, which means we're supposed to have two jobs, do oh, two well, things. I, I got that
0: covered. Don't worry.
1: Yeah, I've been <laughs> doing that. And, and, and it's like, I always have to balance it, you know, to do this yeah. and then my normal job. And so we're meant to, because we get bored easy in, in our job. Mm-hmm. We like mental stimulation. We like uh, being busy, multitasking, and doing things. But you're an eighth house or you're a phoenix. You're a phoenix well, that rises from the ashes, man. See, this is this is the, the part of scroll down. Let me see the will again. There's a couple good things about your chart. Number one, even though you got a lot of eighth house, it is a lot of learning. It is a lot of emotional transformations and karma. You know, we have a lot of karma with people that we have to uh, balance out and go through. And, it, and we go through it because we're meant to be resilient. We're meant to hit rock bottom and be able to get back up and rise up to be strong so we can help other people that have similar pain, similar wounds, similar life things. So I'm going to ask you a question. Did you lose someone close to you at a young age through death?
0: You know, I was younger. I I mean, I worked at Chuck E. Cheese. Have you ever heard of the Chuck E. Cheese massacre? Yes. Like I worked there, and my one of my friends got killed there. I was just talking about that, and I knew Nathan Dunlap. Oh my love. God! But then, you know, in what in a very short amount of time, um, after shortly after I had Kinsley, after my youngest, I lost my dad, my grandma, my papa, my um, best friend. There you oh, go. I did three eulogies in a short amount of time. That's what makes you an eighth house
1: that's my research. You need to read about the Phoenixes okay. it's because we have the similar thing. It's the house of birth and death, life healing. So we, we are connected to death because, because oh, when we are young, you're connected to that as an eighth house and, and it's the shadow. It's the, we naturally wonder, where do we go when we die? We think about it. Like what mm-hmm. happens to us? Are we a soul? and and what changed my life is the year i saw that orb that's the same year i was 16 my friend was accidentally shot and killed mm. my good friend and so you and i had a similar mm. traumatic experience oh, where we i was 16 you lost a, you lost someone close to you and you experienced trauma from that and that's eighth house we all
0: that's what i meant did you lose someone when you were younger that's yeah, what but i'm guess talking about what? i just said yesterday i had a client she's a firewoman and she had responded to um, the Aurora shooting here at the theater. And we talked about the Chuck E. Cheese. And I said, some reason I've never dealt
1: with that." Yeah. Yeah. Because it's the house of repression. Eighth house people stuff things down and repress them and they keep moving forward. They are the warriors. So they're like, I'm going to survive and I'm going to block this out so I can keep going. Yeah. And, and and then as we get older, because your node is like mine, I can say this. As we get older, there are certain things that trigger these these hidden traumas that we have not fully experienced and felt. So we need to cry. We need to remember and we need to release them because we got to heal the past that happened to us so we can help other people.
0: I just said yesterday that I put it away somewhere. And I don't know why it didn't affect me. It did affect me. You talking about this, I could feel it rising in my throat. I could yes. feel it rising from, it started at my sacral chakra and yep. it goes right to my throat and the tears started to well up. Yes. Yes. I, yes. I and of course I'm going to push it down right now because we're on yeah. an interview, but yes, it, it, it is trying to come out. What you what you need to do
1: when we get off of here, I'm going to tell you what happened to you is what it it was what was transiting your your eighth house. I had the same thing. It's it was the planet Uranus started hitting all of your eighth house planets and it went through your eighth house and Uranus is a seven to eight year transit and it awakened all of your things you repressed. All of the things that you had hidden and kept secret, it was exposing them because Uranus awakens the house that transits. It was awakening your eighth house stuff. That's what so was that what you see in my
0: chart. Yeah, that's because you and I have and the Scorpio? same transits.
1: You and I are both the same rising signs. So we go through the same transits pretty much. Oh, our, I our need lives. your book,
0: that's you know, cool. finding this connection. And just yesterday, that client, I mean, it's all just, here you go. This <laughs> <It's> meant to, <laughs> this it's is
1: meant to be. <laughs> you you are the phoenix because the phoenix is strong the phoenix has to completely heal and die and be reborn and stronger and and rise up from all of the trauma and all of the betrayal you know that's the thing about the 8th house that people are afraid of the 8th house in astrology because mm-hmm. it is the house of death and and people like us are connected to ghosts spirits where yeah. we we wonder I remember I used to lay in bed and think, what if I die? Where will I go? And mm-hmm. I knew most people don't think like that. I always was thinking weird things like that. And I, and I knew I was connected to death. Yeah. I would wake up in the night and, and, and I knew, I felt like there were people at, my, at the foot of my bed. And I blocked that. I blocked, we block our abilities Damn. because no one teaches us. I mean, I was raised in the Midwest, the Bible Belt. I mean, I was raised Baptist and no one would, be, could validate why yeah. I would dream something and it would happen. So I knew my experiences change me and I knew what I experienced and no one could take that from me. And so yes. I knew there was something about that. And, and the eighth house you're, it makes you a, you're a warrior. You're like Zena the warrior princess, man. Like, like <laughs> no matter, and I'm the same way, no matter what happens to an eighth house person, they survive. They rise up and they become healers because they're meant to be healers. So, the cool thing is, you got all this eighth house stuff, but you also have your self note in the eighth house, which means in past lifetimes, you already studied and, and experienced all of these things sexuality, betrayal, healing, deep, intense things, right? The eighth house is the house of, of secrets, but when people have planets there, we always know everyone's secrets. So we're the people that everybody wants to tell their problems to. <laughs> That's why I went into psychology because everybody would come up to me in the grocery store. Yes. I didn't even know. And they would just start telling me my dad died or this happened. And I had a miscarriage and I would just listen because we're, we're good listeners and, and our energy is the Phoenix energy. So I just validate your chart. You're an eighth house person. You got to read, you got to read, I'll send you a copy. Yeah. And what you shared—I mean, I didn't know anything about the Chuck E. Cheese thing. You didn't know about my friend getting accidentally shot and killed. And I've lost many people since then too uh, through gun violence. Uh, just very strange ways. A friend from college was shot and killed at a com- my friend from college was shot and killed at the community center here in St. Louis just a couple of years ago. It was like mm-hmm. unreal. And her and and I've been to so many funerals. My close childhood friend from or my neighborhood was like my brother. He died unexpectedly in September of a heart attack. He was only 46 hiking in Colorado in the mountains. Yeah. And I've had to be the one to speak at a lot of funerals, like for my grandma, because we're the one that can be strong in the midst when everyone else is like grieving because we are eighth house people. So when we get off of here, send me your birth information and your address, and I will send you your chart, my little report for fun. And then I'll mail you my copy of my book. Phoenixes and and Angels. Do you do that for everyone? Charts too? I do, I do. Con- yes, I do. As a part-time business, I do my mm-hmm. uh, deep soul divers astrology is what's called, and I do consults only on the weekend. I work full-time. I bring it into everything I do, though, and I love to write. Mm-hmm. The, writing about it is my north node. So I'm in, I, my north nodes in the third house of of writing,
0: speaking, talking, teaching. I, I hear this creativity you. in you. The way you explain you. astrology not only is it creative but, and I, and I appreciate it because that's how I need to talk. When people start talking about blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, wait, what, what did you, you're speaking yeah. a different language to me?
1: Yeah. But it's, when it's,
0: I heard you, I could receive that. You yeah. Thank you.
1: Yeah. It's, it's kind of like my note is to talk about these deep things like you Scorpio North yes. node, but to do it on a basic level. Me like too. the third house is basic math, basic writing, basic. It's like making high level knowledge
0: simple. That's my, That's my, my sole mission. The average person needs to awaken to, we need to be able to speak about these things in the language that we can receive it. I mean, sometimes when I'm talking to neuroscientists and all that, I'm like, please bring it down to like that kindergarten level so that the average person can still receive and understand these things. Yes. Because you know, yes. the language sometimes is so important.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I love it. I, I love it. I did not know you were an eighth house person, but
0: you are a <laughs> Phoenix. Gosh, you, I love you, that. The Phoenix rises from the dust and from the ashes. Yes. Rise. Yes. And I feel that like that's what the divine feminine is doing right now.
1: Yes. Yes. It's eighth house is Phoenix energy and Scorpio and your, your past lives were in the eighth house as well. And your main identity, your son. I have another friend of mine that does a podcast. She's a Taurus sun in the eighth house like you. And, wow. and when we were talking, I'm like, I know you're an eighth house person. I said, let me let me look at your chart. And I yeah. looked and she's like you with the sun in the eighth house. And you guys are sp- <laughs> in the spiritual work. I mean, this is wow. energy, all these things. We all kind of have our unique way of what our gifts are, our talents to, to teach, right? We all kind of have something different. And astrology has just been my thing. And that's what I'm doing, you know. Everyone has something. You know, she does energy and and cleansing and things like that. And everybody has their their
0: way, you know, that they're meant to share. Yes, yeah, I I totally agree. And so, what what would make like, because my moon is in Sagittarius, Mm -hmm. um, and what's interesting, you know, 22 has always been my number, so it's 22 degrees, uh, you know, 26 Sagittarius. Mm -hmm. So Sagittarius, what, what? what how do you what do you think about them cuz i love the way you describe everything yeah. the the the
1: sage moon really helps you a lot because it's fire and sagges is ruled well by jupiter so it's the optimist of the zodiac so sagges are are the free spirit they're the one that always sees the glasses half full not half empty so you have a very optimistic um, can do attitude positive side to your emotional nature but emotionally even though you got all this taurus and Taurus is like commitment they like structure they like comfort they like to know what's going to happen sag moons are free spirits they like mm-hmm. they like to explore they like adventure they like to learn because sag rules the ninth house of higher knowledge so okay, spirituality okay. religion philosophy emotionally all Wisdom. those things
0: bring you emotional fulfillment it makes so much sense yeah, they bring you more know I'm going to be honest, with you. I've had a lot of astrologers on, and half the time, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> I even tell them when they're talking about it. <laughs> but you have a way <laughs> of a gift, I think, of teaching Thank this, you. explaining this. And if your book is half as good as this conversation, I, I mean, it should mm-hmm. be on the top best selling astrology oh, <laughs> list, period. I think you'll like it's a good start.
1: To get all, and, and you'll be able to understand everything. It, it's very basic. I write so simply, so you can understand. All,
0: you know, we're in a very simple way. Okay, I have a question though. The twelfth house and the angels. Yes. Why is it connected to angels?
1: Yes, yes. One of the patterns of twelfth house people, uh, and that's anyone that has the sun, moon, or three or more planets in the twelfth house, or a lot of Pisces. They are twelfth houseers, and. Why I call them angels is because I, how I felt being young. I always felt like I wasn't from Earth. Mm-hmm. I I remember asking, was I adopted? I used to feel like I was alien, and and no wow. one in my life could explain it. And I started meeting other writing articles about this, right? And all these people writing me. I have the sun in the twelfth house too. I've always felt like I was from another world, and I don't belong here, and I'm not oh. from here. That is the, one of the five patterns, I have five main patterns I see with planets in the 12th, but that's one of them is they don't feel like they're from earth and they feel, and that's why I call them fallen angels. And a lot of them have seen angels, have seen Mm -hmm. angels with wings or have seen orbs or have had near death experiences where they saw um, a loved one or they, you know, there's all these very mystical um, angel. It's a different energy. You know, when you think of the 12th house, it's it's mystical, it's, it's lighter, it's uh, spiritual energy, it's connecting to, to the divine oneness with God. And then yeah. 12th house people, they lack boundaries though, just like Pisces, yeah. they have to develop strong boundaries to protect their, their kind nature, their energy, or they get hurt easily and taken advantage by people. So they often feel like people use them or abuse them. So they feel like people aren't like them. And so that's why I call them angels. It's like they have one foot in the mystical and spiritual one foot in the practical and they're on Mm -hmm. earth, but they don't want to (laughs) be, it's like, I'm not from here, but they chose to come here to be angels on earth to help other people. It's the house of service. The 12th house is serve or suffer. It's the house of suffering, the 12th house. So in my book, I'll explain both houses and it all makes sense.
0: But it's um, like a Christ-like energy is what I'm hearing.
1: It is Christ consciousness, cosmic, angel energy. Yes, because 12th houseers are known to be very kind, very sensitive, very empathic. Eighth house energy is a little different. It's a little bit of a harder Scorpio energy, you know, because Mm. Pluto rules the eighth. Pluto rules Scorpio, which is atomic power, death, (laughs) rebirth, right? Where mystical imagination and creativity is is 12th house Pisces, right? Belief, faith idealism is Pisces 12th house. They, they see the good in things, right. Yes. And they, they idealize people and they don't see the bad that that's the, uh, a downfall of the 12th house until they learn. And, and then they get hurt a couple times and then, you know, they realize, okay, people, I need to be careful and I need to protect my energy and have boundaries. That's their main lesson is to have very strong boundaries and not, and it's okay to say no, because there ain't, they like to give, 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 and then they get depleted and help help everybody but then they neglect themselves that's what 12th house people do right yeah so if people have planets there um, I explain that in the book as well Um, what they need to do to protect themselves different tips you know I give some different tips for 8th and 12th house people
0: Um, you know something I've never ever done that I feel like I should have done I mean I've I have mean, t- done a little bit, but I'd like to actually have like the reports. I'd like to have a full knowledge of all four of my children. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I can do know yourself, but yeah. I, I know for, and, and also probably even my partner, like, you know, yes. just to have a better understanding, the things you were saying just now, I was connecting with my best friend, Mandy, who is a Taurus and she's also oh, nice. uh, her, her moon, her moon, I believe is Pisces. Oh, I mean, nice. yes. And she is, yeah. she's had a near-death experience. A lot of the things you were saying, yeah. I was connecting with that. She's got that service. Um, 12th house that.
1: angel. She's an angel. Yeah. Pisces moon, Pisces sun, or anyone with plans of the 12th is a, is a, is an angel. Okay.
0: 12, so, yep. And you were describing yeah. her so much, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I just think that to understand, you know, yeah, like this is why we're compatible or this is where we may not see eye to eye you know, it's almost like it's more important than just learning your five love languages is what I'm saying. Oh it, my you gosh.
1: That, you know, it's, it's so amazing. Like um, I do what's called uh, sinistry charts, composite charts, which we take your chart and your partner or you mm-hmm. and your child and we put them together. And then I also interlay them on top of each other. And, and what we call that is synastry. So I can see how you affect your partner how they affect you, how, how your children affect all your different areas of life, how you affect your children, how they perceive you. Um, I have a, that's a whole uh, consultation I can do. And I have reports, compatibility reports, relationship, parent-child profiles. Yeah, to kind of help parents uh, know their, their child's, you know, nodes, their destiny, their strengths, wow. their weaknesses, and to use astrology to heal, transform
0: and become more resilient. You know, that's, that's my goal. Well, and how important is it to know these things before you go into that, to that one little short period that everything changes and sad or return. Yes. If I do someone's
1: chart uh, early enough, like even my daughter, I've looked at yeah. her, some of her friends charts and I'll say, uh, they need to not get married young. They need to wait till they're older. You know, there's things I can see to try to prevent you can, but some things, this is what everybody always asks me. There is free will, but there is destiny. There's mm. both. Some things in your chart are meant to happen no matter what, ha- what we do. Okay. They're so meant, meant to happen because yep. okay. your soul chose to go through certain experiences, which is your is the map of your soul, your chart. And yep. you're meant to go through these things, just like you and I were meant to lose a, lo- a friend at a young age and to be uh, in a part of something something very significant and traumatic that most 16 year olds don't go through. We We were meant to. And, and so it, it it made us who we are today. Right. And so yeah. all of that was meant to be. And, and so that's the, the thing we can really see patterns. Uh, some things can be prevented, or just made less dramatic. So, yeah. you know, they may still go through something regardless, like there's like divorce, health issues, there's certain things that are in a chart that mm-hmm. we might not be able to overcome because it's meant to happen. Wow. But um, but you can be aware of it. And I think having that awareness helps people make better decisions, you know, because, you know, Edgar Casey. I've studied a lot of Edgar Casey's work and he was big into astrology and in his readings. And he said, yeah. astrology is fact, but there's no greater power than man's will.
0: Oh, true.
1: So when you know your chart, like, for instance, I know I'm an Aries moon and I can have a little bit of a temper. Right, and 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 I know I get passionate, and I get a, I got you know emotional when I, if something upsets me, I want to talk about it, and I'm very intense. Yeah, um, because my moon is in the eighth house, and only my friends and family see that side of me, you know, because I, I don't just show it everywhere. But I know that I need to take a deep breath, and I need to wait and not say anything until I, I relax, and I, I'm not so emotional, mm-hmm. and so I can use those those tips that astrology's given me to change my reactions and to know myself and say, okay, I don't want to hurt people by just exploding in anger. I need to calm down and then I need to be rational about this. Right. And and don't do or say anything when I'm upset, you know, and it'd be the same as if someone doesn't forgive easily and they know that they are resentful. They got to work on that. I mean, same thing like Scorpio moons are notorious for not forgiving and and being uh, not trusting. So they have to learn to trust people. You know, we all have something in our birth chart that we have to work on. You know, no one's charts perfect, you know, wow. but um, we all have our, our learning.
0: That's all. That's amazing. So your book being, you know, about the eighth and the 12th house, it's still for all, though.
1: Yes, yes. You
0: know, I, would, I would
1: recommend it because it's, you know, in the, in the intro, I talk about each of the houses and all the areas they rule. And all of the different issues, all of the things like, you know, tips, different spiritual psychic abilities that people with a lot of Pisces, Scorpio or planets in the 8th and 12th have. So you can learn about your friends, your family. When you can do a basic birth chart, I'd say just go to astro.com or you can go to my website, karmaturnershot.com. And I have a free gift. If you register from a newsletter, I'll send you a birth chart. A oh wheel goodness. and your little report. I will email you, and then you'll be part of my email newsletter that I send out once in a while. Um, but wow. you can get that on my website, on my homepage, too. That's
0: that's amazing. I love that. And I can Mm -hmm.
1: tell you if you're if you're an eighth or twelfth house person, or if you have planets there, or if your child does, or you know your husband or spouse, whatever.
0: Well, you know, it has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much. I feel like this hour has been like magical, and it's been part of just like I said, it was like a a mini awakening. So I love it. Appreciate you being with me along the ride on that. And thank you. Thanks for bringing your wisdom, and thanks for bringing this book to the world. Thank yeah. you. Why don't you throw out your website one more time so sure. you can also check all that out. Sure. It's,
1: it's a www.carmenturnershot.com. And then you can follow me on Facebook, Carmen Turner shot author on Instagram, Carmen Turner shot author. And then I, um, you, know, you can go to my website and, and, and sign up to get a free birth will. And I can tell you if you have planets in the eighth or 12th houses, uh, or if you're a phoenix or an angel or have a lot of Scorpio Pisces energy. And I have other books out on Amazon. If you go on amazon.com, you can find search me. And I, I all my books are out there.
0: Awesome. Well, you are such a blessing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to sense of soul podcast. And thanks to our special guests for joining me. If you want more of sense of soul, check out my website at www.mysenseofsoul.com where you can work with me one-on-one or help support Sense of Soul podcast by donating to my coffee fund. Thanks for listening.